after voraciously consuming political media last night. Way to go, Merrick Garland. Way to go, Democrats. You've knighted them. You fucking knighted Donald Trump. Thank you, uh, Fish B, for that hot lead over there. Fish B on the base. Bonjour, amigos. I'm only Bob. Donald Trump, for everything people don't like about them, for everything I may not like about him, you almost have to admire the evil genius by which he is an absolute PR public relations fucking magician. So he's a real David Copperfield, uh, this fella. Ordinarily, if you're any citizen of the United States, uh, when the FBI shows up at your residence with a search warrant, that's not a good day for you. Like 330 million Americans. Not a good day for anybody except for, except for one guy. Except for one fucking PR Houdini. Donald John Trump. I mean, not only did he win the day, he's won the historical moment. There is no more powerful icon or no more powerful thing you can be in a political movement than a martyr. And now he's a martyr. As if the Republicans were only kind of coalesced around him before. Now that cruise ship to God knows where is fucking full. They made him a martyr. They knighted him. They also turned him into every man because that's who Donald Trump is. He's just like your neighbor. He's just like you and me. He's just like everybody else. He's fucking every man. You know, he eats Kentucky fried chicken out of the bucket. The time that was, excuse me, the point that was nailed time and time again, if they can do this to a former president, they can do it to anyone. They can do it to you. It's an attack on you. And the only defense against this egregious, despicable, overt political attack executed by evil people, not people you disagree with, executed by evil fucking people that must be defeated dare I say, in the future disregarded disregarded and discarded by any fucking means necessary. Donald Trump is the only defense because if they can do it to him, they can do it to anybody. So what started is just a crazy fucking day of news where the former president of the United States has a search warrant served at Mar-a-Lago. What started as just plain fucking crazy ends up with Donald Trump being a martyr, Donald Trump being the everyman, Donald Trump being the only defense against the tyranny of the state, which is increasing every day. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. 
They went after Trump today, but this is an attack on all of us. It's an attack on everyone. So much to the chagrin and disappointment of Ron DeSantis. It appears they've also secured that Donald J. Trump will be the next Republican nominee for President of the United States of America. I was watching the news, all of it, and GOP TV especially very carefully last night. You know it's a big night when they bring on Stephen K. Bannon. I don't think Steve Bannon has been on Fox News for eons. He was on last night. The primetime hours began with Stephen Miller, who I have no factual data whatsoever. I feel like in a prior life, he may have attended a Hitler Youth Academy. No factual data. He just kind of seems like that kind of guy who's dominated by that kind of single-minded ideology and fervor that borders on all kinds of ugly things. Stephen Miller. Holy shit. Where Mar-a-Lago is in Palm Beach in Florida down there above Miami, that is a very inaccessible area to get to. Yet a rally started forming near Mar-a-Lago last night. If Mar-a-Lago was easier to get to, remember those Canadian trucker protests and they couldn't get the truckers out of Ottawa? I'm like, holy shit, there could be people getting in the car right now from Ohio and are not stopping until they get to Mar-a-Lago. But that didn't happen just because it, there's no real place for all the Trump supporters by the thousands and thousands and thousands to go anywhere near Mar-a-Lago. It's just a very, very exclusive area of Palm Beach. Palm Beach is an exclusive place, period, but it's ultra-exclusive, that particular neighborhood. If you watched any of the GOP TV and, and you watched any of the rally, did you notice how they always had to keep a real tight camera shot? Only a few people here, a few people there, even though the crowd was much wider. You know why they had to keep a tight camera shot? To keep the Confederate flags off TV. This is turning into. Uh, I intentionally left a long pause there so you could insert your own adjective or extended description of how you would describe this current political climate. But holy fucking fuck nuts. I'm going to make a little prediction here. Who knows what Biden's going to do? Especially with these latest Trump revelations. Excuse me. But whether he doesn't run or if he does, there's going to be primary. It, it seems to be that unless he resigns right after midterms and, and lets Kamala 
take the reins and prove that uh, the kind of strange way she's turned into Sarah Palin during interviews is not her. That the public face that, that she's given to the world and the damage her brand has taken as vice president is not who she is. That apparently she's just overwhelmed by the fear of saying the incorrect thing. And with that fear running around her brain, she's incapable of doing an interview like a normal person and like she's done her whole fucking life. We can get more into that, you know, another day. But the point I'm making is for those of us that like to live in a place like, you know, a civilization where things are civil. Having a democratic party that is in disarray in a shit show and a Republican party that's in disarray and a shit show is not in the best interest of civilization. Just throwing that out there, just a softball for the good of the group. I got a couple minutes left. Do you mind if I, if I share something, uh, some, some personal stuff real quick? Now, ordinarily, I should have had a psychiatry appointment today. Tuesdays are my psychiatry day. And during the summer, we actually went back to instead of every week, just every other week because my son Isaiah was here. But last Tuesday, I was on an airplane, so there was no conversation with my psychiatrist. And then yesterday, like right before 5 o'clock, I get a call that there would be no appointment today because my psychiatrist has had a family emergency. And it's a weird relationship you have with a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counselor. And because although it is a doctor-patient relationship, it's a very personal relationship. And she knows almost everything about me. And intentionally, the, the way the relationship works, I know very little about her. She's accidentally mentioned that she's married, or I think I, I see her wedding ring, so I probably assume that. Uh, I think she has a, you know, at least a pet and at least one kid. But I got a bunch of marbles rolling around my head that, that aren't the greatest. I could sure use, you know, a psychiatry appointment. Not doing great. And when I hear that uh, uh, there's a quote-unquote family emergency, one, I hope everything's okay. B, it most likely is. But C, what if it's not? I don't need that rolling around in my head too. With all respect to the psychiatry, psychology, counselor profession. 
maybe a quote-unquote family emergency for people as an excuse to cancel the play, but with people that are already clearly fucking troubled isn't the best choice of words. And I was trying to think of a better one because over the course... I'm sorry, I just slapped my leg. Over the course of uh, my extensive psychiatric treatment career... Not the first time uh, with this uh, with this individual or, or or someone else that an appointment has been canceled for quote unquote a family emergency. I'm just gonna throw this out there for the good of the mental health group. How about when I get a uh, a phone call from the uh, secretary canceling the appointment? Can it be an unplanned day off was required? Unfortunately. Dr. Blah, blah, blah requires an unplanned day off. Are you going to be okay if we reschedule your appointment, you know, to just the regular time next week? Can we just drop it? Because a family emergency. Just worried about a lot of things, a lot of things. And a lot of things are just uh, just going by the wayside. Like not yesterday, but but maybe the day before. I was making a peanut butter and, and jelly sandwich with some of that. Uh, is it Mike's killer bread or Dave's killer bread? I never remember. But anyway, the the fellow who went to jail and now makes the killer bread the real good with all the seeds and things in it. It's making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? It's a healthy snack. And I noticed as I was making this, you know what I was wearing? I was wearing Crocs with pins, so they're cool. But Crocs, socks, underpants, undershirt, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All alone with a cat. <laughs> Uh, just all alone with a with a cat and my own sadness. Wearing Crocs, socks, underpants, undershirt. And it didn't occur to, at a... I don't like to point this out a lot. I don't, in a studio apartment in the fucking projects in fucking Spokane. All right? So this is... And it didn't occur to me that anything was wrong until I was... Uh, you know, wiping off that little bit of peanut butter, you know, on the uh, on on the crust, on the crust of the of the bread before I before I put it in the sink to wash it. Holy shit! <laughs> We're out of time. Back tomorrow. Sadios Fishbee.